to speak, I can tell he's doing well. Because in many instances, the measure of the man, you can tell by looking at his wife and looking at his children. And as we were worshiping, my wife leaned over to my ears and she said, honey, you are the greatest man in the world. No, she didn't say that. She said that. Say that. <laughs> Did a dream. No, they can't. <laughs> now she said to me, she said to me, Brian, Brian, look at Clint and Maria's kids. They are worshiping. They're worshiping. They're not, they're, they're going after it. And that's probably the best compliment I can give our brother Clint. He is just, he's a man of God hiding behind finances. But now the Lord is bringing him out of the closet. The prayer closet. When your father sees you in secret. He will reward you openly. And so without any further ado, could we please give a warm welcome to the man of God. Clint Lawrence. Thank you for that that lovely introduction, um, and, and thank you all for allowing me to minister to you today, and to those who have prayed for me or offered words of support ahead of this message, I want to say thank you. Uh, happy Father's Day to, to all the dads in the house, And it's an honor to be standing before you and my family, my amazing wife, Maria, and my wonderful children, Nia, Adam, and Baron. So thank you, everyone. So if you could just uh, please bow your head and and just join me in prayer. Uh, Lord, please use me as an instrument worthy to deliver your message to your people. Let not these words be mine, but yours. And I pray that everyone here is touched in some way by your message, Lord. 
Amen. So first, just allow me to digress a bit. I want to give a hearty congratulations again to Jeff. Uh, just a quick story about Jeff. So just before Jesus was taken into heaven, he told his disciples of signs that would accompany those who believed in him. And there was one, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. Uh, They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. So I can definitively say with 100% certainty, I think Tara gets it already, see? With 100% certainty that Jeff Barnison is a believer. Because here he is at our small group's retreat, (laughs) holding a snake in his hands, and he is unharmed, my people, right? And I can say that no children were harmed in this process either. That was just a water snake, so um, there he is. So anyway, congrats again, Jeff. Truly a man of God, and I appreciate you and look up to you for the way you and your family just love each other. So thank you. So uh, today I want to talk about manliness. So the traditional view can best be summarized by the title of this book I found on Amazon. It says, The Illustrated Art of Manliness, the Essential How-To Guide on Survival, Chivalry, Self-Defense, Style, Car Repair, and more. Right? You can get this for uh, $16.94, by the way, on Amazon. I think if you get it, if you have Amazon Prime, it might be a little cheaper. I don't know, but... uh, don't get me wrong. I think these are great qualities, but you know, when I have a flat, I just call AAA, and <laughs> they show up like in 30 minutes or so. It's, it's awesome. But I, I want us to expand our thinking a bit to expand the concept of manliness, uh, to think of four dimensions of manliness that we believers of God should consider. And who else but Jesus as the best example of manliness? So the four dimensions that I see in G- that the four dimensions of manliness that I see from Jesus: one, there's a dedication to God, dedication to mother and father, a dedication to women and children, and lastly, a dedication to the brotherhood, which we we, we heard and saw a lot today, uh, this 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 past weekend at the men's summit. So. Let's start with the first dimension. Jesus shows us his manliness by dedication to God. So just before, as you remember, just before Jesus' capture, he went up to Gethsemane to pray. Uh, And as you might recall, he took three disciples to keep watch over him. And then in Matthew 26, verse 39, it says, Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed. My father, if it is possible... May this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Do you you remember how many times he actually said this prayer while he was in in Gethsemane? He actually said it three times. So three times he asked 
knowing the great suffering he was about to experience, he asked for God to take away this cup from him, to take away the child, the, the, the suffering that he was going to face. But each time he repeated this line, yet not as I will, but you will. So brothers uh, and sisters, let us remember that even when we fervently ask God to intervene in our lives, to take us in a new direction, that we also humbly submit to his will for us, right? Knowing that his thoughts are not our thoughts, nor are his ways our ways. And that's, that's from Isaiah, Isaiah 55. I could literally put the entire gospel in here uh, about Jesus' life and how it's fully dedicated to God. There was one, there's one passage that I want to uh, repeat for you here, and that is <clears throat> the one that references Jesus' growth in wisdom and stature, and he, got, he gained favor with God and man. We have to be uncompromising in our service to God. Uncompromising. Like every single piece of us needs to be dedicated to God. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 20. For you've been bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. Proverbs 3 verse 9. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. Every day, everything that we have, our body, our resources, our time, our talents, our treasure, should be an absolute dedication to God. If you are in this church and you are not part of a ministry, you should be, everyone should be part of a ministry. I, I completely believe that. Look, you, you saw the, the men that were at the summit this, this past Sunday. You saw all the work that Brother Bio, Brother Damon put into giving us a, 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 a summit that was full of joy, full of energy, and full of relationships. But there are multiple places within our church where we can be of service. And so I'm asking you, my brothers, my sisters, look around, find a ministry, create a new ministry, and, and find ways to serve. Find ways to serve and be of dedication to God. The second dimension that I want to talk about is dedication to your mother and father. So Ephesians 6 verse 2 says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So in John 19 verse 26 to 27, Jesus is hanging from the cross with his mother at his feet. Just picture that for a moment. Hanging on the cross. And in the midst of what must have been great physical and emotional anguish, anguish, we learned this. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, woman, here is your son. I just want to pause there a second. So it, a lot of people read that term woman and they think that Jesus is being disrespectful. But, but actually... I think it comes from a, a Greek word, which, which actually has a, a, a more meaningful meaning than uh, it, it sounds like Jesus is, is, is being disrespectful. So I just want to be, be, you know, if anyone was thinking that Jesus was being disrespectful, I think he's actually honoring her here. And to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. 
Here we see Jesus honoring his mother by ensuring that she would be well taken care of after Jesus had left this earthly life. I mean, what sacrifice and dedication and love for his mother that in his last moments, he's more concerned about her condition than his own condition. Just, just, just be with me in this moment a bit. He's on the cross. His mother at his feet. Crown of thorns on his head. 39 stripes across his chest and back. In his last moment, he is thinking about his mother. The Bible describes very little about Jesus' interaction with Joseph. Um, Obviously, he had an earthly father as well. In fact, the last reference we have of Joseph Joseph is in the Bible when uh, Jesus is 12 and Mary and Joseph find him teaching in the temple. And we can only surmise that Jesus respected his earthly father while recognizing his calling to answer his spiritual father. I would note that the instruction to honor our mother and father comes with no strings attached. So just, just, just walk with me a bit here, family. There's no exception if your mother or father was absent in your life. <clears throat> There's no exception if you wished your mother or father had made better choices. Now, I realize that honoring your mother and father might be challenging for some. Um, I'll tell you my story. But the first step might be to ask God to forgive our mother or father or to remove whatever blockage there is in our heart to even consider forgiveness. Right? Um, So, you know, I, I was very fortunate to have been raised in a home where both, I had both two loving parents, mother and father, married for a very long time. Uh, my mother passed away 20 years ago. She had a rare blood cancer. Um, Nia, my daughter, reminded me that every night we, we honor her and we pray for her. And I say to them, Granny Angela is looking down on you and is watching over you and protecting you. Um, while they both set great spiritual examples for me, it was my dad who provided a lot of my early lessons on hard work, kindness, prayer. Um, and recent times, my relationship with my dad has gone a bit, a bit strained. Some of you might, might know this. So uh, the relationship between my, my dad and my brother has, uh, gone, you know, derailed a bit. And his approach has been, he's had this tough love approach from my brother and it's, Maybe not led to the best relationship with my dad right now, but I, the scripture says I have to honor him. I have to respect him and I let him know how I feel, but the scripture says honor your mother and father. And so I respect him. So here's what I will say to my brothers and sisters today. Just as our heavenly father has grace for us, let's learn to have at least a bit of grace for our own mothers and fathers today. The third dimension I want to discuss is dedication to women and children. So one of my favorite stories about Jesus was his raising of Lazarus from the dead. 
and this story has so many layers to it, uh, demonstrating the full range of Jesus' love. But I would like to focus on Jesus' relationship with Lazarus' sisters. So John 11 verse 5 says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister Mary and Lazarus. And in the story, Jesus returns to the town in which Lazarus had died. Can anyone remember if, like, what the conditions were under which he was going back to this town? Um, he, he, was, he was under threat, right? He was under threat. They, they were, his disciples didn't want him to return because the Jews there had threatened to stone him um, on a previous visit. But anyway, Jesus went anyway. So, and the Bible says this, upon meeting Lazarus' sister Mary, John 11, verse 33, 33 says, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. And in verse 35, we are told that Jesus wept. That, and that, that Jesus wept, that's the shortest verse in the Bible. But I think what struck me about this story is that here is the all-powerful Jesus, the Savior of humanity. And demonstrating his own humanity. He didn't swagger into town and criticize Mary and say, hey, I got this. You know, don't worry. He empathized with her. Brothers, when the women in our lives, whether our mothers or sisters or wives or daughters are hurting, sometimes we have to drop the bravado and share in their pain. We've got to cry a little bit, gents. We've got to cry a little bit. But let's also lift up the women in our lives. Let's use, let's use Jesus' example. Let's use his example. Here he was, Mary suffering, and Jesus wept because he loved he, he, he had love for people, and he had love for Mary. So, I mean, if you don't know me by now, you know, I have great admiration and love for my wife. Um, Proverbs 18 says, he who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. And I can categorically state that I have been favored in that regard. So... And I want to say too, Jesus shows us his manliness by showing his love for children as well. Uh, Matthew 10 verse 42 says, And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. And I want to encourage the brothers, see every child in this room as your own. See every child in here as your own. See little TJ, little Adam, Makai, let's, you know, everyone, let's just see them as your own. It was such a smart blessing to see the men at our small group retreat like two weeks ago. Coincidentally, it was at Toanipi as well. And 
all the men were taking care of the children as if they were our, they were our own. I saw, I saw Troy was was taking. I'm not sure. Troy was had. Uh, it's Karis. Karis was out on the kayak with Troy. Um, Jasmine was out on the kayak with me. It, everyone was taking care of each other's children. It was like one big family. I mean, even young Zat and Ezra were the big brothers to the little brothers, Adam and Baron, uh, in the in the room. It was just a lovely thing. And so I just want to encourage us. Let's just see every child. Every child is our own response is our responsibility. Don't and and just hold that because Jesus calls us to it. And I just want to make a, a, a share a small testimony here. Uh, you know, for those of you who have been with Maria and me from the beginning, more early time here at this church, um, you know, being blessed with not one but 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 three children was not was not an obvious outcome. And, um, um, you know, I just want to praise and honor God for his provision, for his blessing. I want to thank, I want to thank Bishop 12 years ago or 11 years ago, walking with me on Mass Ave. And we, we prayed about provision in this area for blessing of for family and so i just want to share that with you that you might see these three handsome beautiful children here today but it was god that provided them so the fourth dimension that i want to touch on is jesus shows us men how we should be dedicated to the brotherhood i mean jesus had 12 brothers right? They went with him everywhere. They ate together. They prayed together. I mean, Jesus even had the first bodyguard in Simon Peter who cut off the ear of the servant of the high priest who had come to arrest Jesus, right? I mean, Jesus had the original entourage, right? Right? Wrong slide, wrong slide, wrong slide, wrong slide. Next slide, next slide. Okay. All right. So there, there is Jesus and his disciples. Um, and then my, I want to show my brother as well. So that's my brother, Nicholas. Uh, we're hanging out in Barbados. And you got some other brothers. See where the other brothers we have here. And then we got a little next generation of brothers, Adam and Baron. They just got their purple belt. Taekwondo. Oh, sorry, they're, they're correcting me. They're now at red belt, so. And this is the brotherhood that I, that I want to talk about. So then we had the brothers yesterday. <laughs> and this is what I want to say. So Jesus does not want us to live in isolation from each other. I mean, I don't know how many times that was said yesterday. Uh, Friday, you know, Ohene, Danny, Damon, Jeff, all the speakers. We gotta, we gotta stick together, brothers. I mean, there was a fantastic turnout of the men's summit. We had about maybe 90 men in attendance. Praise God. 95, 105, 105! <laughs> Praise God. 
but certainly we have more than 105 men at PT. So, I mean, yes, there were men who could not attend due to obvious commitments, travel, things that were set up ahead of time. So I just want to talk to those men. If you, this is not you, you don't have to listen to this part of the message. You can look at your iPhone, whatever, you know, chill out for a bit. But there are men among us who said, hey, I, I'm cool just praising God in the comfort of my home, own home. Or maybe I can figure out this spiritual journey on my own. Um, and to those brothers, I say, you cannot do it alone. Jesus calls us into community. Ecclesiastes 4, verse 10 to 12. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone... Two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. So, uh, you know, I grew up in a household in Barbados where self-sufficiency was preached. And while I thought it was a good thing, uh, sometimes it was then at the expense of not allowing others into our own family's life. And as I've grown older and just a, a bit wiser... Uh, I recognize the importance of having accountability partners in my life who I know will pray for me, my family, and challenge me in new ways. Uh, and, you know, one of my earliest accountability partners at PT was a group known as the Band of Brothers. There were about eight to ten of us. We would meet at right 345 Washington, right in the conference room there. And we would discuss some very deep issues. We would pray for each other. And I, I know that that partnership of brothers saved me. Helped me to deepen my relationship with Jesus. And so to those brothers, they know who they are. I want to say thank you, thank you, and thank you. Men, this is hard work. I have just described to you that we've got to think of life in 4D. Even that concept of four dimensions, right? You know, it's, it's hard. What, some people say the fourth dimension is time and space. Some people think of the fourth dimension in, in other ways. Um, maybe we have a physics professor in here that can, can uh, clarify that for me. But you've been given broad shoulders for a reason. Now, I certainly have failed all these dimensions that I've talked to you about. I have failed in all of them at some point. Maybe all on the same day sometimes. Uh, but, but as Brother O'Hene poured out two nights ago at the summit, it's a daily choice that we make to engage with Jesus and seek direction in all things. A daily choice. So in closing... Um, I just want to say this, you know, brothers, it's funny. It's funny how the Holy Spirit will touch us all differently. Uh, I consider myself a somewhat, you know, for those who know me really well, I'm somewhat of a more reserved, stoic person. 
Um, but I couldn't help but weep um, during our morning worship session on Saturday morning. Uh, and I'm like, why am I crying? Like, why, why, while we're worshiping, why am I crying? Even here this morning, I'm like crying, like, as the priest ministry was here. And it's, it's funny how the, the, the Holy Spirit works. But I'll tell you what was going through my mind at the time. Uh, especially on, on Saturday morning when, when we were worshiping as men. What keep coming back to me, what keep, uh, what kept coming back to me was, Clint, you are small. And God is large. Only by his grace am I saved. Only by his grace was I there in that room breathing and existing. So I want to say hallelujah to you, Lord. Hallelujah to you, Lord. And at this time, I just would like every man here to just stand, please, so that I can just say a very brief prayer over your lives. And, you know, you can touch your brother, hold hands next, you know, uh, the, the ladies and children, if you want to touch your, your dad or wives, you want to touch your husband, whatever. But I just want to say a, a brief prayer. <laughs> I just want to say a, just a brief prayer over the lives of, of the brothers here t- this morning. Okay. So let's, let's bow our heads and pray for our brothers. Uh, we pray, Lord, that you draw closer to every man here who is finding it hard to be dedicated to you. That you will help every man to honor his mother and especially his father, regardless of history or past circumstances on this Father's Day. That you help us all to love, respect, and cherish the women and children in our lives and that finally you help the brother who is finding it hard to connect with other men to ease the burden of this spiritual journey Lord we come to you humbly with these petitions because we acknowledge you as king Amen